Yep, it's the Jeremy Webisodes Podcast. Oh, Quantum. See? <clears throat> nice, guys. See, we're not only multi-talented. What? I guess what I mean, what I'm trying to say is we're multi-talented. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> rad. That was, that was sweet. Got, am I the, you yeah. the only one on that one? Don't you hate that? When you're the only guy at the front of the line at a Travis Scott concert. And I... Wow. Is that too soon? Yeah. So, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is, in fact, the Jeremy Webisodes podcast, webisode number 67, and we are back in the lab where, never fear, the lava lamp is, I had to check just to make sure, is, in fact, burning brightly it was as a beacon. It plugged in two minutes ago. Two minutes ago? It was, I mean, it's not quite burning brightly. It's got a hovering gloominess about it. Well, it's, it's, it looks like pink snot hovering above my nasal cavity, waiting to drip into my uh, my throat, into my lungs, the, and then I cough it up later. So burning... It's burning mediocre. It's not fucking bright. Burning... Not bright at all. Fucking lava lamp burning bright. No, you just fucking turned it on. It wasn't no, no, I did. I, we yeah. came in here purposefully. Me and Ryan Hatch came in here earlier this afternoon to turn it on so that it would be burning brightly because there may have been a little overwhelming thing that happened this You're morning. You're just now getting the first bubble going down. Okay, so what are you going to say? So, think about blah, blah, blah. blah oh, no, I'm and, just and, saying and the, you got to say it's burning, burning brightly when it's just mediocre. It's warming up. The embers are igniting the water and the coagulous substance. Well, it's I still mean, it's a beacon. Br- it's mean, a beacon, it okay? Absolutely. It's a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way of home. Of course, I'm still floating around in there. Of course it's lost souls. All right, you guys, I want to introduce you to my really, really, really good friend. Mortimer Xavier Chandelier, who's a friend that I've been partying with since like the early 90s. I'm very familiar with it, that individual. Um, so, so more and more, thank you uh, for being here. <clears throat> um, but anyway, and, and you know, I don't need your dissing of my of the lava lamp because it's I, mean, I take it very personally, and I try to keep it lit hot. But as we've discussed before in the show, things here are running a little. You know, we got we got band aids on stuff. There's it's there's steam powered computers. The same thing is you know the fires that are running the computer are also stoking the lava lamp, and so. Anyway, you know, I, I don't need you, you know, pointing that out. You know, blah. Uh, we have a, so anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if um, if you are a repeat lava lamper, thank you for uh, joining us again. We are back in the lab uh, doing the damn thing for you because that's the kind of love we have for you. And we've been in the kitchen again tonight. And I know that you've heard the name Simon. The arsonist has oddly shaped so Simon's on the show. Wait, wait, wait. Can we get a little bit? Of- oh, nice. Yeah. We got something for Simon. He does. He does. So Simon's on the show, which is awesome. Uh, we were, we're. I, I like to think we knocked it out of the park again tonight uh, in the kitchen. One of the things that we've been doing pretty much every Wednesday at this point when we do R and D in the kitchen is is dashi. And if you're not familiar, explain to us, Simon, what is a dashi? 
it's pretty much the uh, basis to every every single Asian soup that there is. Particularly Japanese. Or Korean. By many different names. I don't know. What's the Korean name for dashi? Dashi? Yeah, dashima. See? So, it's soup base in its most simplest form. And it's traditionally got kombu, which is seaweed. Kombu. So dried kelp. Kombu dried kelp. And uh, kodo, koso, kosobushi? Kodobushi? Bonito and anchovies and radishes. Yeah, whatever the, the the shaved bonito flakes are called. Um, we, we've been putting anchovies in ours. We've got some uh, different... We got mirin. We've been adding some... Awamori. Boom! And so every week we've been experimenting with, with dashi. Tonight, Simon... And Simon has been the dashi meister. Uh, tonight, his dashi... Uh, had all the things we've kind of been throwing in there, and it's getting—it's kind of like the mole of the 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 soup world. What I really thought was awesome about tonight's dashi was the black pepper, and I'd never really had that element. I mean, it's—I don't think it's probably a very tr- traditional Japanese yeah, d- element. Definitely not. It, it just added. It was rad, and immediately I was like, "Hmm, that kind of was tangy." Why is it spicy? Why is it spicy? So that was rad. <laughs> so tonight's dashi was kind of a black pepper dashi. And we've been using dashi in everything here in the R&D kitchen. We, dashi in, the world. I mean, it's a da- dashi the world. That's our that's our motto. I mean, we were poaching our chicken in it tonight for the chicken salad. Um, we uh, use it in our ketchup. Um, you know, we, we put it in everything. All our salad dressings. So... Tonight, what we were working on was a, uh, we did a chicken salad in our own version. And I, I think chicken salad is a great topic to just start on because I think chicken salad, there's so much you can talk about there. And just among the four of us here tonight, we have a lot of, I think, probably differing opinions about chicken salad. So our chicken salad tonight was chicken breast. I'm more of a dice than a shred guy in my chicken salad. What's your opinion on that? So the way I do my chicken salad is I I, I don't I don't bake the chicken. I I boiled the chicken breast before, but all the flavor comes from the mixing, the consomme, the the mayo. I noticed that you did the curry. Yes, I did right. The curry. So our chicken salad tonight had a uh, so uh, you, you D- the, the, Domingo the, the, is uh, is really this is my my good friend Domingo, super foodie. Pardon me, you never put the dehydrated grape. Into the fucking chicken salad. Okay, so that's where the... Ooh. Yeah, yeah. It's really fucking what's up. So that's where we differ tonight. Pinchy cabron, you don't ever put raisins. My opinion is that you do brine and bake, but however, tonight, we actually did boil a chicken. We poached, poached it. A, a soft boil, right? We poached it. That was in, in dashi. Uh, and I like... So it was that trying a, a different method. I like that. It turned out really well. Um... I have traditionally been a fan of brining chicken and baking it, but now that I'm like dashi the world, uh, I, I really liked the the poaching and dashi method. So that's what we did tonight. We also, um, and and this is where the bone of contention is with my buddy over here tonight, is that we added fruit to our to our chicken salad tonight. No, no, no. it was a heavily curried chicken salad. We had uh, Granny Smith. Granny Smith. Brilliant. Apple, Love it. Yeah, so, so brilliant. Green onion. 
So green onion, sure, right, traditionally, but yeah. what, what, what Granny really Smith messes, apples, yeah, absolutely. You're okay with the apples, yeah, see, and see, then we threw the grapes in there, amore. and we we macerated our Whoa. grapes in awamori, and I thought they were fantastic. It was like a nice little juicy little uh, treasure you found. Pardon in there. Me, no, what is the last part you just said? Grapes. No, it's not wine. You didn't like the so that's the thing. You don't you don't put dead grapes. In any food. Not grapes. Raisins. And I loved the raisins in there. What, what's your opinion, Ryan? I liked it. Um, I Well, one, once I ever started having curry and chicken salad, I can't eat it without it. Right, uh, so curry's a key element. We're, we're key talking element. about the your, Yeah, but what's your idea? What, what's your yeah, I liked it. fruit? The it was dead good. grape. Because some I, people are I like, it. no fruit. Oh, yeah. No, I liked it. The, the apple was nice and crisp. It just mm. gave the whole thing a little sweetness to yeah. counter the acidity, like a little bit of all your tongue. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I take the uh, the dead grapes; they were good. So what we decided to serve the chicken salad on, or more accurately, in, is what's called a gougere, and I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's G O U G E R E S, and it's essentially a savory cream puff. It's the the little pastry that you would you would pipe full of cream if you were making a cream puff, but in this case, it was a savory version, and we filled it full of curry chicken salad. And uh, the Gougeres had pork sung in them as well as uh, Gruyere cheese. So they were a, a Gruyere Gougere. Gruyere Gougere. And they were fantastic, I thought. Yeah. Uh, a Gruyere puff pastry, if you don't know, really quick, starts with a pate choux. Pate choux. What do we, you know anything about that, Ryan? Yeah, a couple things. Um, it's a delicate pastry dough, uh, typically just water, flour, butter, and eggs. Um, no rising agent. Right. That's what's so rad in it. So you think puff pastry. Yeah. It's puffed. Yeah. No rising agent. Yeah. What WTF? It it, it makes a, a it, it employs a high moisture kind of batter, and that steam just pops it up. Boom! So literally, what you're making is these badass little dough bubbles. There, and the egg is the binder that's holding mm -hmm. it all together. And so, and you pipe them out of a piping bag, and literally, it's they're so wet, the steam causes them to puff up, and then, and then, and you know, then there's, and they're also hollow in the center. Yeah, then you just cut them, cut them open, throw a little uh, chicken salad in there. Boom. Maybe a little QP mayo. Throw whatever in there. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about all sorts of stuff. What What are some of your ideas, Vladimir? Well, please do. I, I love little steam pocket pastry. Like, yeah, that's all he said. No, no rising agent, just steam puff it up. I put it right in, chicken salad, the whole chicken with feather and all. I love chicken feather with curry powder. No, 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 no. no we don't put the feather in it. Oh, please put feather. I pay you extra. You fry it crispy feather, no. it's like shrimp tail. No, no, no. We My don't brother. do the, We don't do the feather. No, no. Privet Mujik, what's up? He's a padla. At the end of the day, you put chicken in puff steamed pastry. You don't need egg. You don't need croissant. Maybe feather? Yeah, feather. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's stamina. And, you know, it cleaned you out like broccoli. 
For yeah. real. The feather no, dog. Oh, see that. It's like you, roughage. You can pull it like out. And it's like uh it's, Oh no, we've actually talked about the feather before when we were You have to shit it out point first though. Yeah. If you shit out the no, feather no, no, wait, <laughs> Point first every time. Otherwise Hey Lewis Gossett Jr., have you ever eaten a feather when you eat chicken? I have to go back to Iron Eagle? Lewis Gossett Jr. Hey Keanu Reeves, what's your favorite something something to do make the thing with the stuff? stuff. Whoa, I know Kung Fu. I'm not the best actor in the world, but I make fantastic. Whoa. Yeah, I had my friend Wesley Snipes on the show tonight to tell me what he thought about the like. What's your favorite dish, Wesley? Wesley Snipes' favorite dish is not Canadian. Okay, you didn't do a very good Wesley Snipes. Hi, I'm Michael Kane. Yeah. I want to introduce yourself to... Myself? I want to introduce yourself to our healthcare in Great Britain. No. I'm no longer Michael Kane. Yeah. I, I denounce Michael Kane. I'm Michael Kane. No, there it is. Hi, I'm Michael Kane. Be charming about it. I'm Michael Kine. Serious but charming. That's my that's my Michael Kane impression. I'm Michael Kine. I was coming in like it works for like, everybody though. I like was coming thing. in like, like starting with Simpson and shit. Like, oh, how's my special little guy, Bart? Yeah, and then you know, I was just gonna talk about how you transitioned that to like Bobby from King of the Hills. Like, hey, Dad, but wrestling's just like ballet. It's a little bit like March, but more enthusiastic. Is it the same people doing the voices? I am. I got a question for Randy Savage. There is no Randy Savage. He died years ago. There is the ghost of Randy Savage. WrestleMania 3600 is creeping on you. I'm going to grab your balls and I'm going to pull them through your throat. Because the rules have changed now that I'm dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on, chubby boy. Let me see what you got to show me. Randy, I heard you just recently got into a driving accident. I did. I hit everything I could. I heard you were you you were in your driveway, right? You were trying to get... You, you backed into traffic? Or what happened exactly? I popped it in the gear. <laughs> well, what happened was I got in the car and I just popped it in the gear and popped right out. Wait, wait. What are you talking about, man? I don't know. I'm going wherever you lead me. You wanted something about I popping. Pop I know you want to hear a certain sound bite. Jeremy Webb episodes. Did you get the uh, bite that you needed? Sound here. bite, Jimmy? So I have an interesting topic I want to bring up. I'm listening to BBC the other night, and they were talking about something that I started to think about as someone that's building a company now and thinking about corporate culture and the difference between corporate culture maybe in Europe and corporate culture here in the United States, talking about hooking up with people that you work with, okay? And what that, what what's the, like, should it be court company policy that it's, you, you can't hook up with someone that you work with? Or, and then if there it is company policy, is there some sort of hierarchy? Like the boss can't hook up with the secretary yeah. or the the you know guy in the mailroom, but 
the two people in the mailroom are allowed to hook up or yeah. what does that look like? A lot of the companies that uh, that I've worked with, like they do have a policy like, you know, there's no dating in the workplace. But when it comes down to it, it usually ends up like one can't be the superior of the other. So we're, at what level is that invasion of privacy is kind of the question for me. Yeah. You write, my private life when I, you know, obviously we're going to interact here at work, me and this chick that I work cubicle across or whatever. Yeah. We're, we're going to interact. We're If we have feelings for one another, you're going to tell me now that I, my job is jeopardized because I want to. And I understand I'm playing devil's advocate here because yeah. I also understand how it can muddy the waters. So, you know. What's yeah, your... well, I mean, I've seen it happen a bunch, and um, usually they just like someone just goes into like, oh, you were in you know finance, now you're over in sales, or now you're over in a, you know they do some sort of change. Um, but uh, yeah, but you know it it happens every single place I've ever been. But there's there's definitely a difference between two people kind of on the same level yeah. of the corporate ladder hooking up as opposed to like a boss hooking yeah. up with an insubordinate. Yeah. Right. That's when it gets a little tricky. And that's what this whole topic kind of kicked off with on BBC. What were you trying to say? Oh, no, I was just, um, I've been, I've worked for a couple of corporations. I was actually going to tip it off to Ryan because he's worked for more of those kind of, you know, bigger conglomerates. But the, 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 there was two, and I remember this distinctly because going through the orientation, they would talk about like this 10, it could happen in the workplace. There may, the, so the number one rule is like, you can't stop love. Right. So you can't stop, but they discourage, they discourage relationships within the office because of like what Ryan explained. It right, because trauma. all of a sudden you guys are fighting and then you have a bad day or, at work. Yes, because or you, you have to, do, right, trans, it, it happens when I was in Hollywood. Stars, it, co-workers on the show, we they would get together as chemistry, and then all of a sudden they 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 break up, but they still have to be on the same show together as a couple. It's so yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like that one night stand thing. You show up the next morning and everyone's like, Whoa. did you try the hot pockets? The yeah. breathtaking, yeah. What's your opinion, Simon? I mean, <clears throat> as long as it's consensual, right? Like, who who fucking cares? Right, right. I I can. That's kind of my but opinion when it affects business. Right. Who yeah, but you can't let shit like that affect your work. Right. If Not it affects business, when that. it affects business, that's kind of my opinion. Do what you want to do on your own time, and if it affects your performance at work, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Later. Then, so right, that makes a lot of sense. And that's kind of like, the you know, people on the same level of employment kind of interacting. Because like we said, you're likely to. You're on the same floor. Or you're interacting with one another. So the, if you have chemistry. Yeah. The example they always give is um, is the like, you know, Joe, the middle manager who one of his, you know, subordinates you know, he asks out. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. that's when it gets tricky. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, if I don't go, am I not Fired? getting promoted? Right, exactly, am I, right. So that's, that's what they always, and that's the whole and part of the whole me too thing. Cause I was yeah. like, I felt compelled because yeah. if I didn't comply, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's why that's, you know, I can see where that gets slippery and discouraged. But at the same time, who's to say that Joe, the fricking president and, you know, Sally in the mail room don't have chemistry yeah. and can't get have a, ha a ha relationship and get you know live happily ever after. So and and to and to like make it company policy to discourage that. I mean, I to me it gets a little tricky. But so that's why at the end of the day, it's like if it affects business, yeah, 
That's what we got to talk but about. But the it. thing is, but by the time it affects business, it's there's no late. fixing it. Right. Exactly. You know, Especially so if you're, you're a multi-billion dollar yeah. company or multi-million dollar company or whatever. Yeah. Then you're fired. Well, yeah. But, <laughs> but, but Now you got to find an employee yeah. that can do that and you know you got to get up to speed you got to get you know they got to so it's like they you have to like really you as a company now have to go fix a hole because someone else decided to dip their pen in company ink well let me ask you this ryan have you've recognized before when you you've seen you've seen the the coming together where you're like, oh there's chemistry there this happened at this holiday party and then they get together and they're a couple and the company and then all of a sudden have you noticed when the performance drops off I mean, like when the, I'm it, not when turmoil happens in the relationship, does it affect the performance? As well, well and, and it, it just becomes a topic for everybody else in the office. So it does, not necessarily yeah. So it does affect, theirs. Yeah, but um, it's not great for um. So the the, the lawyer term is it's not best practice. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if it's it, a lawyer term, but that would be the. But if like, it's water cooler talk, cultural. Well, the corporate talk, lawyer yeah. talk, the it really HR is. department. Yeah, not it's not, not best, best practice. practice. It's but the like saying said, is, you don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Right? yeah. You or don't, you don't fish you don't, in the company yeah. pond. You, you don't, don't you dip your, your pen, pen in the company, in the company ink. ink. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you don't, don't shit where you eat. It's very, uh, it's interesting, right? And as somebody that's getting ready to open a restaurant, somebody that's worked in restaurant uh, atmospheres, I know that, it, you know, generally, who, who do you hire in your restaurants? Who are the people that are generally working in this style of restaurant? Younger people, yeah. right? generally unmarried mm-hmm. now they have a little scratch in their pocket they're on the floor all day it's a high energy environment there's all, there's all sorts of chemistry that happens in restaurants all yeah. the time you build the, you build that weird stress bond right that stress bond you guys are all like yeah we're in this together and the line cooks are flirting with the waitresses and the front of the house and the back of the house and everyone gets it's fun it's kind of fun and it's part of that yeah the stress bond is a big part of it that that like crucible, you know, we're all in this purification by fire. We're, you know, the only way out is through. Um, I think our policy is gonna be, uh, don't do anything that's gonna cause me more work. Yeah, like I don't want to replace the you know brewmaster because you decided to have a relationship with someone else in the place and now you guys don't talk there's a little policy the military used back in the 90s don't ask don't tell mm-hmm. i think we're gonna have kind of incorporate yeah. the same yeah just doctor. you know what we don't care yeah at the end of the day don't make us have to do any more paperwork because you you know had an adventure right if i have to f- don't make me aware of do it. Do I have if I have to curtail a situation because of this? It's too much. It reminds me of me and you back in high school, and we used to drink vodka at lunch. Uh huh. And we would get so drunk that by math class, I would literally have to use my belt to hold myself awesome. in the seat. And there was one time that the the teacher came yeah. up to me and he said. Because I was falling out of my seat because yeah. I didn't wear a belt that day. He said, don't make me have to ask you why you're falling out of your seat. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of what the policy that I want to have here at Webbs. Don't make me have to ask you what's going on between the two of yeah. you. If you want to have a little relationship or whatever, it's fine. As soon as it comes into my radar, that's a problem. Yeah. Don't do anything that brings it into my radar and we're all good. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Don't 
get shit faced at work also probably because yeah. that's illegal. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't. I can't get drunk at work. Yeah, Barney. <laughs> I, I I didn't fall on my seat. I was doing yoga. What's your favorite yoga position, Barney? I'm Rorney. Who? Rorney. This it's is all getting cut combination out. Combination of Barney and Rorney. My favorite yoga position my, my, is doggy style. It's downward doggy style. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So anyway, it's been really good having you on the multi-personality show. You completely lost the whole premise of the show. You what was it again? To, you were going to do a you bunch You were of... supposed to pull sound bites and all kinds of homework. Well, it was and... fun. Real yes. fun. Super fun you, for me. Hope I, it was fun for you and the listening audience. I specifically <laughs> showed up sober for this fucking thing. Sober? How? Uh, I Yeah, I'm going to sober your ass. Sopreseta? Sopreseta. Tell me the three most romantic Italian words that you can think of right off the top of your head. Tese una bella donna. Okay, that was that was actually pretty good. More than three words, but but pretty good nonetheless. Thank you very much for being here, man of many voices, who will remain unnamed at this point in time. Uh, it's been fun. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being here. Um, if you are a return listener, thank you very much for being a lava lamper. We really, really appreciate it. This is your first time to the show. Thank you very much. Um, we were a little off the rails tonight, uh, I promise. Um, the, i got to be honest, the shows vary. Sometimes we're a little more serious. Sometimes we are a little more off the cuff. So tonight, uh, you can kind of figure out which angle we took. Um, if you are a weekly lava lamper, Last week, I mentioned that the James Kelly Band was going to be back this week, and unfortunately, obviously, that didn't take place. Um, Something came up for them. Uh, So anyway, we are still big fans of theirs and looking forward to them coming in very soon uh, whenever we get that worked out. They're actually in Tennessee right now performing today um, for Freedom Sings USA in Chattanooga. So I hope their concert's going well. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll get them back in here really, really soon. Uh, Shout out again to all of our truck drivers out there, to active duty military, and to all the vets. We really, really appreciate your sacrifice. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast. (laughs) 